We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing esports marketing and strategy. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice, so all the information is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Tatiana Taka. Tatiana is an independent strategic partnership consultant and advisor across the gaming, esports, anime, live streaming, overall nerd culture space. With over 10 years of marketing and gaming, she consults with brands, gaming organizations, entertainment properties on creating collaborations and amplifying activations through strategic partnerships and sponsorships in the gaming world. Tatiana has led Momentum Worldwide's esports and gaming practice, where she's worked with deals with Twitch, Riot Games, TSM, Cloud9, United Airlines, Sweet Greens, Buffalo Wild Wings, Coca-Cola, Visa, Subway, and many others. She was previously the marketing lead on 20-plus licensed mobile gaming titles, driving the marketing strategic partnerships, including working with licensors such as Marvel, Disney, Pixar, NBA, NFL, and Lucasfilms. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is great. My pleasure. You know, I know we kind of wanted to get this going. And so we'll start off. Tell us a little about your past, you know, esports and gaming industry experience how'd you kind of get yeah, into it so i've been working in the gaming and esports space as you know uh as you perfectly described in your in the bio uh for the last 10 years um you know really started in the industry more on the mobile gaming side this is, was uh when you know the ios uh app store had first launched and iphone 4 was new you know um angry birds was just launched on uh on uh you know apple and ios and this started to become 
and the world's pro protectivity, you know, protectivity just went down the drain, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. Well, I would disagree. I would say mobile gaming has only enriched our lives, if anything. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, my focus was really originally getting into the mobile scene. This was the brand new, really attractive component to uh, the gaming uh, space, and um, you know, like you mentioned, really focused on uh, launching uh, some major license titles with some awesome publishers like Gameloft, uh, Tops, as well as Augmento, which was a location-based augmented reality company um, back in the day. Uh, and then from there, I really transitioned into um, esports and content creation on the brand sponsorship and partnership side of things, especially as I started to see over the years, mobile really evolve into um, a place that's very much more heavily uh, focused on user acquisition and a little bit less focused on um, bespoke marketing strategies and brand building. It, it, you know, it really did become success. Really, was a was ultimately a numbers game in the mobile space, whereas in uh, you know some of the the bigger titles, the titles around esports or you know what we're seeing around live streaming. Those are very community driven, cultural driven, and uh, really solve for a lot of the issues that I saw mobile had and uh, made an effort to move more into uh, this more culture gaming space as a result. And, you know, had the pleasure of working on some with some phenomenal brands on some fantastic projects, really led a lot of education efforts and uh, thought leadership efforts, um, you know, in, in the goal of ultimately growing the esports space, growing uh, gaming partnerships and into what um, gaming will ultimately become, not what it is today. Absolutely. So tell us a little about your work with, you know, Momentum Worldwide and Endeavor. What was your role there and what was some of the work? For sure. You so with Momentum, I was really, I, I was really leading uh, the overall gaming and esports practice for the agency. Um, and being a, a global agency and an experiential agency, I got the opportunity to really think about the space in a, in a different way, um, not purely from a, you know, kind of media perspective, but pure, but more from an activation um, and a partnership level across a multitude of, uh, of uh, regions globally, uh, which was definitely a pleasure and, you know, worked across a ton of different brands, essentially um, taking, I actually took a very proactive approach when it came to my role with Momentum. You know, I'd actively think about the, the brands and what their opportunities were in the gaming space. I helped educate them, uh, pitch them the opportunity to, to expand and, and to consider this as a, as an activation source and, you know, ultimately help them strategize uh, help them navigate the scene with, uh, you know, the right partnerships, um, oftentimes helped with some of those deals and, and ultimately activation. Um, and then, you know, before that I was at Endeavor, uh, back then known as WME IMG and, uh, you know, worked across a few brands there, especially, uh, T-Mobile. And, uh, what I loved about the work that we were doing back then is it was really some of the, you know, at the time, some of the mo more, uh, bigger, innovative um, partnership projects that we had been seeing in the game space. Um, you know, there were not back then that many brands, um, especially compared to today, uh, that were, you know, fully in and, and had dedicated strategies. And so it was a, that was um, a definite great moment to 
help, uh, you know, showcase and build what brand partnerships would look like back then. Interesting. So, you know, you kind of mentioned two pretty, you know, unique agencies that come from this more traditional um, space. So was it kind of like these agencies kind of seeing the future and, or they kind of have a division that existed that you were able to come in and work with? How did that kind of work? You know, it's uh, case by case. And, you know, in the case of Momentum, there was a dedicated interest around gaming. Um, so I was hired to specifically, um, you know, be that subject matter expert for their, uh, for their division, um, you know, for, for the agency. And I was a resource that, uh, the wider agency could tap into essentially when it came to, uh, essentially consultation. Um, a lot of my work was, uh, you know, brands either asking or more pro- me more proactively bringing that opportunity and, and answering a lot of questions and, and showcasing a lot of, uh, great opportunities for them to consider when, when expanding. Amazing. Yeah. I think that's, you know, a big thing. It's like, they don't really know, especially the more non-endemic traditional ones. And they want to kind of dip their toe. They want to see what it's about. It's, you know, more of a process that for them to get in and understand it. And I think coming from the traditional agency that's already working with them in some other mediums, it gives you kind of different insight and, you know, they take your advice a little different. Yeah, certainly. Um, And, you know, you mentioned you know, short term and long term, you know, a lot of folks in the in the game space, um, especially on the property side, will often advise brands uh, that, you know, they should take long term approaches, they should do year long, multi year long deals and, uh, you know, not be here today, gone tomorrow. And, um, you know, I actually take a have a very different perspective on that. I know how difficult it is for brands to be able to take a long-term strategy when they're just expanding into um, into a new area. And I actually feel that unlike traditional sports, music, and other more, more established entertainment segments, gaming is immediately set up as a way to uh, really have a ton of creative flexibility um, and a ton of uh, like varied opportunities, really, that actually allow for really impactful short-term activations, whether that's one day, one week, a month, a couple months. Um, there's a lot of ways to actually find the impact in that case study that those brands are looking for in the short term to be able to justify those long-term spends down the line, which is you know, a big focus of mine when I think about uh, consulting and, and the brands I'm working with. If a brand's appetite is only there for a, for a short-term period, that's uh, that shouldn't be an issue, and it really isn't an issue. Absolutely, I think that's kind of, you know kind of a good point where it's like you can get great results. Obviously, something you do in a week or a day might not necessarily be to the level that you're doing for you know a six month campaign or a year long campaign. But if you execute right, you can get a huge impact and be able to be like, okay, look at what you did with one day's worth. Imagine if you did 10 times. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's really about finding, understand. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What those success metrics are, success metric for a brand might be to literally be ingrained into the culture in an ongoing way. Okay, well, in that case, yes, a long-term play would be necessary to do something like that. But if you're really trying to do something where, you know, you're showcasing the impact that an influencer campaign can get you versus, you know, simply putting those dollars towards a media campaign or, you know, just uh, Facebook ads and uh, Twitter ads and all that good stuff, then yeah, there's a way to showcase that there's so much more ROI and impact that you can do from that versus um, some more traditional. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, media methods. Okay, so that makes sense. So what are you kind of working on now? So now working, um, you know, uh, in my independent consulting focus, I've, uh, I'm working with a lot of different organizations on a, on a variety of approaches. Um, firstly, I work with brands um, uh, directly and in a more kind of flexible and one-on-one capacity to help them, you know, similar to what I was saying before with either their education, their strategy, their, um, you know, partnership development and negotiation, their activation or a combination of those things. Um, you know, I'm working as well with a lot of uh, game properties on the development and understanding of their strategic uh, strategic sponsorship and their approach to uh, developing um, more, getting more brands essentially sponsored within their platforms, as well as thinking about some strategic partnership angles that they could explore. And then another focus of mine is entertainment IP. So, you know, looking at areas. Um, like anime, uh, 
major game licenses or indie game licenses, uh, upcoming movies and television, and and what those roles and that what that overlap within the gaming space looks like and can take shape. And and what's a lot of fun about that is, you know, this is obviously a space that moves really quickly. It's continuously evolving. It's continuously changing. You know, things I might recommend to brands and and properties uh, 12 months ago would look very different than today. Um, And, you know, due to the shift in uh, in white spaces that we are constantly seeing in the space. So, um, you know, taking that approach allows me to also think about what those trends in white spaces are and um, how I can activate it. So what is that. a white space for those out there that aren't as in tune with sure. the vernacular? Sure. So I, feel, I look at a white space as an untapped opportunity. And there are a lot of untapped opportunities in the game space. An untapped a white space could also be something that a brand has done or, or a property like has, has started to focus on, but there's still a significant need for more. Um, I look at, you know, for instance, women in games um, and, and understanding the female fandom of the gaming space, as well as esports fans as a significant white space. Um, because, you know, I did a, I did a, a dedicated study on this subject um, a little over a year ago, and 62% of uh, women esports fans feel that brands do not market to them. 72% feel that there's a lack of uh, representation in the game space. So, you know, even though we're seeing a ton of really phenomenal initiatives, um, especially in the last 12 months around that subject, uh, there's, you know, I would argue that there's still a significant opportunity um, for brands, uh, for gaming properties, for apparel, um, and and several other organizations to uh, have more dedicated um, co-ed or all women focuses. So just as, as an example. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. So when you're kind of consulting with a client, how does it usually work? How are you able to like evaluate the past course of action? How do you kind of untake on that? Well, in, in many cases, brands are very new to the game space or they're, uh, you know, they've dabbled in it. Um, there's not, there's a lot of brands that certainly have dedicated strategies and all of that, but I would argue that um, the majority are you know still very new to the space. So one thing that I definitely want to learn about them is is first and foremost what would uh, what would their KPIs be? You know how do they consider uh, success? Um, you know for less, that always has to be number one because you want to make sure that whatever you're doing. It's, it's getting them that powerful case study that they need. Um, oftentimes, like, like I said, it starts with education and there's definitely a lot of preconceived notions about gamers. Um, you know, a lot of people, for instance, are watching their kids play Fortnite and assume my 14 year old son is playing Fortnite. That's the gaming, that's the esports audience. Whereas we all know it's, it's um, a lot more valuable, much older skewing towards millennial. Um, there's a strong male female audience. Uh, they're high spenders, high income, um, high content consumption, uh, community driven, active driven, you know, audiences. So um, making sure that they understand that perspective and are educated on that, um, on like who this audience really is and, and how to work with them. And, you know, from there, uh, I, I love providing, you know, some general thought starters for 
uh, for those brands. And, you know, from there, it's, it's building out a program. Um, a few things that I always make sure, you know, regardless of what those KPIs are, um, I always want to make sure that there's some sort of scale associated with um, with the activation, even if they're asking for something that innately does not have scale. I always want to ensure that there's some sort of amplification power behind whatever they're doing. Um, because ultimately, even if they're not saying, if, even if they're saying we just want to do a grassroots tournament, right. And, and this is like, you know, what we want out of it, even with that, the scale that you can get out of, um, amplification tactics, like, you know, extending that to, uh, to a live streaming influencer, just adds so much more to the campaign and, and to what they're doing and, and helps with that kind of long-term play. I always try to make sure that they're adding value to, um, you know, to the gaming community, that it's not, you know, I have nothing against logo inclusions and it's a great way to show wide awareness of a, of a sponsorship or, an, or a, you know, support of a, of fandom, but, um, you know, ensuring that there's that value add is, is really important. And then I mentioned before, if there's a tie in there that can, you know, tie into major trends that we're seeing, uh, new initiatives, um, it, that oftentimes will help with impact, will help with PR and, and B2B storytelling. And again, a lot of brands often see value in it, even if it's not necessarily upfront what they're asking for. Um, so those are some areas that I always love to tie into um, a bit, what it would ultimately be a very customized program. Absolutely. So what's kind of been the biggest hurdle so far that you've encountered working with you know different brands trying to come into the space? Well, I mentioned before the education and, and the preconceived notions. I think that is always something that you know anyone who works in the gaming and esports space will always have an upfront you know, challenge or initiative that's, that's around education. I don't really think that's ever going away. And it, it personally doesn't bother me as long as, um, you know, there's openness towards the reality of the value of the space. Um, so I definitely would say that's, uh, that's one big challenge. And then, um, you know, there's also a ton, a ton of, uh, of properties and, it, and with that, so many ways in, which is a great thing. From my perspective, that's one of my favorite features about the space, right? The, the, the depth of titles and with that leagues and teams and influencers and events and, and you know, grassroots initiatives, all that ladder within those scenes is, is uh, you know, it ensures that whatever a brand is doing if they're, if they're have those right alignments and if they're looking for something, there's likely something out there that's going to be a fit and a match made kind of, uh, format on the other side of that, if they're, if they're not getting the guidance or, you know, if they're, uh, if they don't have that knowledge themselves to navigate the scene, oftentimes you do see uh, lackluster, um, or you may see lackluster, uh, uh, partnerships that may, maybe don't really move the needle for the brand and, um, you know, doesn't result in the success that they're ultimately looking for, which is, you know, um, one of the major things that um, I want to make sure I'm doing. So, 
it increases their, you know, relationship with the space in the long run. Yeah, well, while we're not going to really talk about those brands, we definitely know that there are some that have been more successful Certainly. than others. And, you know, I think it kind of comes down with the understanding of the market and how you do it the right way and get involved in the right way. Exactly. It's about, you know, under like, and like I said as well, you know, the space moves really quickly. So certain organizations um, or, you know, certain properties, influencers, et cetera, are looking at certain numbers one day and, and the next they're blowing up or the next they're not quite as uh, innovating. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different moving pieces in the space. And, and so, you know, one thing I d- certainly try to do is make sure I'm identifying um, the, uh, the benefits and the strengths of um, all the properties out there. So when I am thinking about the ideal alignments and what will eventually be successful, I, I can, um, you know, support the best of my ability. Absolutely. So I know we kind of mentioned you know, influencers and working with them in campaigns. So are there any minimum metrics or level of notoriety? Is there any platforms that brands prefer? You know, give us a little insight on so, that. So, and you know, every brand is kind of in a different stage when it comes to their own uh, relationship with with game properties and, and the game space. So, uh, you know, I do like to say that gaming is a very scalable, uh, very scalable um, area. So if you do have lower budgets, there's certainly something out there that brands can do. I think there's obviously the, the higher the budget, the more impact and, and uh, longer term plays and, and all that good stuff. But, you know, if there is a brand trying to test and trying to, you know, get in with, with, you know, lower than typical budgets, there's likely something in the gaming space that could align. Um, so I don't like to necessarily say, uh, minimum budgets and, and it is very much about like the, you know, there's a, there's a ton of scale, right? There's, you have a lot of micro influencers on Twitch, for instance, um, all the way, you know, uh, leading all the way up to your, you know, typical 70 K current viewers, um, on a, on a given day. So there's a, there's a lot of, uh, flexibility there. Amazing. So, you know, tell us about some of the new areas or trends that brands might be looking to activate in. Um, you know, I mentioned female fandom. Um, we're, another area that we're really seeing uh, grow as a major focus is health and wellness. Um, you know, I just partnered with Sweet Green on a, on a campaign with uh, Valkyrie, who's the number one female streamer right now. And um, what was so great, what I loved about that activation was you know, Sweet Green had a lot of foresight and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, just very forward thinking, I thought, in the way that they partnered uh, Valkyrie um, alongside fitness influencers and Peloton instructors. As part of their larger campaign, they did a custom bowl with her and then they did um, uh, a custom live stream where, uh, you know, the, the theme of the live stream was a little bit more about healthy streaming. Uh, she used her standing desk for the first time. She ate her custom sweet green bowl on the stream. And uh, she did Q&As that uh, laddered a little bit more into the theme. And what was so fun about that is, you know, as a whole, it was very, um, you know, it was a, it was a great uh, activation. I definitely would put that under the category of like, 
you know, in a test and learn phase or, or you know, it was, it was a, it was a campaign based, you know, it was, it was uh, rooted in, in a certain time. Um, but it also showed the, again, the flexibility, the facts that gaming really uh, can custom suit into whatever brands really looking for. And from a health and wellness perspective, that healthy brands um, uh, ha definitely have a place here, especially when thinking about the performance needs of not just pro players, but influencers and the fact that they're streaming eight hours a day or, you know, practicing 40 to 60 hours per week. There's a significant performance angle to that. And uh, the industry is really recognizing it. I'd say um, other areas of trends that I'm really excited about is definitely the apparel scene. Um, you know, there's been a lot of innovation around, and I wouldn't just put this in, in the gaming sphere. I, I would, I would say like nerd culture in general has really amplified its, its collaborations and, uh, leverage of IP when it comes to a variety of apparel, whether it's more luxury, uh, whether it's more performance or whether it's, uh, lifestyle and, uh, you know, merch drop based um uh apparel so and then i'll touch upon one other um uh trends is is live events um and not i do believe physical live events are coming back and we will see that really be a, a significant trend and i'm really you know with with my background in experiential in particular i'm really excited to see that come back but I think about live events or really experiential as, um, you know, as it relates to live streaming. I look at live streaming as a place of gamification, of interactivity, of an active viewing experience rather than what, you know, traditional sports is used to, which is a passive viewing experience. And I think with that, we could look at live streaming much more as a, as a space of, you know, as an experiential playground rather than. Um, purely a space for um, media integration. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And you kind of see what's going on, obviously, with Fortnite, with the concerts and the movies. And, you know, I definitely, you know, thank you for Sweet Green One. You know, as a fan of Sweet Green, I think that it's great to see brands like that, not necessarily the McDonald's and the Chipotle and some of the ones that are necessarily all over the place, but some of these newer ones that aren't necessarily a huge international chain getting involved in it. Yeah, and that definitely goes back to what I was saying before as well about the scalability of this scene. Um, you know, you do not have to be a massive blue chip brand to have a role and to play in, um, in the gaming space. There's a lot of opportunity for a lot of a multitude of different brands. And I think that's really proven as well, not just in the range of size of brands that we've seen, but in the depth of category. Uh, Almost every major category, in some way, uh, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some notable exceptions, um, but many many major categories have have uh, you know in some way been active in gaming, and this has been a more recent phenomenon in the last four or so years. Absolutely, and you know I think that's kind of something that I've noticed, and you know kind of coming from this more traditional space of the entertainment world. You now see, you know, hair care and watches and shampoo and Gillette and, you know, everything that you've already were seeing everywhere else kind of staking their claim in esports. Yeah, and gaming. Um, eyewear has been a has been a huge um, 
new uh, activating category. I remember there was a phase, uh, was it last year, where auto was, you know, among one of the very lower active brands um, in the space. There were really only uh, two um, brands that were really activating in that category. And then there was one month where four more were. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, you know, it's continuously that uh, that approaches yeah continuously um evolving and and uh, the growth of brands recognizing it is is important and um de- definitely notable um I'm, yeah so i mean so what advice do you have for anyone trying to work in the esports business um advice i would say definitely um uh, you know, read a lot, learn a lot, absorb a lot, um, try to follow uh, what other initiatives are going on in the space and see if, you know, make conclusions about whether or not they're successful. I mean, I think a lot of what's great about the space is there's a lot of opportunity and uh, therefore every week, every few weeks, there's just always something kind of new about the space. And um and I think there's a lot of le- a lot that we could learn from each other in terms of what works, what doesn't work. Um, and I, oftentimes you see a lot of really great announcements of you know these uh, great new deals or um, or partnership initiatives or or new programs. Um, but oftentimes there's little follow up in terms of what was the learning, was that successful? And I think those things are really important when considering. Um, you know, the continual growth of the space, the fact that gaming has certainly not seen its final form and, um, you know, continually learning from each other is definitely an important part of that. So what's your favorite part about working in the esports and gaming space? I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, I, I've, I've touched upon it multiple times. I think that creative flexibility, you know, when, when thinking about um, this space in comparison to, you know, other entertainment segments that are much more established have been, um, let's say, around a lot longer. Um, you know, gaming is very conducive to ideas and being quite entrepreneurial or being quite creative. Uh, there's a lot of really fun ways to approach um, a partnership, a, you know, marketing initiative, an activation, etc. cetera. Um, and I, I love the that ability to constantly you know, push ideas and, and, uh, you know, kind of think about different ways of, um, of approaching this space. It's, it's a bit of a beast, but that's, what's really fun about it. Um, I also really love the folks who work in the industry. Um, there's a lot of really great minds and a lot of, uh, great, um, folks that I've had the pleasure of working with over the years. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely something I really enjoy about it. Absolutely. There are definitely some very interesting, you know, genuine people in it. So, you know, to kind of bring it all together, what's the future hold for you? Um, yeah, uh, the, well, my consulting practice um, and advisory role is uh, definitely been a lot of fun. Um, definitely been, uh, you know, given me a lot more of that, uh, that flexibility, my, you know, my goal is to make esports expertise and gaming expertise a lot more accessible um, and, you know, to help share a lot more thought leadership um, with folks who really need it. And 
um, you know, it's definitely been a really enjoyable transition. I'll definitely aim to continue to, um, to grow that. And, um, you know, with, with the ultimate goal of really moving the industry forward, uh, creating initiatives that, um, you know, really showcase the power that gaming has to offer and, you know, to do things that, you know, really, like I said, kind of take advantage of, um, of the untapped opportunity that we're looking at. Amazing. So, you know, thank you so much for joining us. This was extremely insightful. So tell everybody where they can find you. Absolutely. Well, uh, you can definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty active there. Uh, starting to be active on Clubhouse as well. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Tatiana MUFC. And um, that that is a full rounded uh group of, of places you can find me at well you know thanks again everybody for tuning in and make sure to follow me on twitter justin jesq and check apple Podcasts for all our past episodes about mcdonald's all day can't get it off my mind i can already taste it oh got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some mickey d's deal there's a deal for every moment at mcdonald's right now get two of your favorites for just 350 mix and match a classic mcchicken a hot and spicy mcchicken or a juicy mcdouble price and participation may vary cannot be combined with combo meal single item at regular price mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.